Aren't you going to press our floor? Where's the elevator operator? Who? You know, the Buddhist monk who had taken that vow of silence. Cliff, we've never had an elevator operator. Maybe he was so quiet you'd never noticed him. Are you sure you can operate this? I do it every day. You just asked about our non-existent elevator operator. I highly doubt that. Wow, this elevator looks like an elevator. I was gonna say, I think we're coming down from the acid. A journey is not unlike a person. No two are alike and... And we find out that we do not take a trip, a trip takes us. The Steinbeck routine, I remember. What can I say? Read of Mice and Men a couple of times and girls will jump right into bed with you. I don't think you actually read that book. Well... Hey, this isn't our floor. This isn't a floor at all. I think we're stuck. The year is 1951. The new city radio broadcast struggles against the rise of television. With their careers on the line, the radio team has but one season to save the station. This is Writers at the Edge, Episode 7, Sploosh Mountain's Naked River. Is it broken? Well, it wasn't me. I wasn't blaming you. Is that really helping? It's helping me. You do know what you're doing, right? Nah. Of course I know what I'm doing. Come on, come on, come on! Are we stuck? No, I'm just screwing with you. Oh, no. <sighs> okay, get together, Ellis. Get together. Come on, you ridiculous piece of crap. Don't do this! Cliff, please don't yell. Do not tell me what to do. I know you're frustrated, but yelling is not going to fix anything. I'm, I'm claustrophobic, so it's just going to make this worse for me. Oh, it doesn't really help you right now. I suppose that's my fault, too. Yeah, because you being happy is what's most important after all. Excuse me? Never mind how I feel about being stuck in here. The claustrophobic girl stupid enough to get in an elevator is upset. But hey, I'm fine. Thanks for the checkup, your highness. I think my problems are a little bit bigger than yours right now, and your highness... Is that what you just called me? That's right. You're trying to keep the peace and establish control over all of us worker ants. Well, you know what? I've read 1984 and you can't make me feel sympathetic because you made a bad decision, you conformist monarch! What does that even mean? I'm only trying to help us both. It's, if anything, you're the drama queen. And for the record, riding in an elevator isn't the problem. Being stuck in a small area for long periods of time is. Oh, I'm sorry. Please, spare me from your wrath. I'm sure the queen will have my head for this. Cliff, knock it off. No, shut your mouth. Hey, what was that for? I am entitled to my personal expression. Cliff, who cares about your personal expression? God, you're just like a child, you know that? Look, I know this is frustrating. I get that you're mad, but if we don't calm down and think about this, we're going to be stuck with each other that much longer. I'm not saying that as your superior. I'm saying that as a person. So please stop freaking out. Hello? Somebody there? I heard yelling. Willie? Is that Alice? I was walking by when I thought I heard Cliff having an unusually high-pitched tantrum. No, that was me. We're stuck in the elevator. Oh, no. And you're claustrophobic, aren't you? 
I kept trying to tell Bev we might want to fix that darn thing up a bit. I never liked elevators much. Why, I remember one time when I went to see an Anton Chekhov play and we had to get up to the balcony uh, seats. Willie, and... can you please go get help? Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. Anyway, I'll be right back. Hang on tight. I'm sure Roger or someone knows what we could do. Guess that yelling did us some good after all. No kidding. That doesn't sound good. I think those were the wires. I think you're right. Oh, God. Get it together. Get it together. It's going to be okay. Let's just not make any sudden movements. Oh, good idea. Cliff, tell me we're not going to die. We're not gonna die. I needed that. I think I'm going to pass on the new sound effects. You didn't like the chains? They were a little rough. My husband didn't like them either. He kept a lot of those things in the closet. Mrs. Brant? What is it, Flo? Rocky and Willie are here for you. They say it's urgent. Lie to them. Tell them I'm in a meeting. We can hear you, Bev. Ugh, I'll be right there. Hold on! Let's keep this between us. Okay, Buzz? Affirmative! Can you help me find my other shoe? Ow! Never mind. The bottom line, Mr. Guy, is that we don't have the money to ship in African aardvarks. I suggest you find a cheaper way to recreate the cries of babies. You know, the intercom was open, Bev. We heard everything. What do you want, Willie? Alice and Cliff are stuck on the elevator. And what am I supposed to do about it? Isn't it Roger's job to fix it? No, I'm just a security guard. I don't know anything about fixing anything. Um, guys? Uh, most of our maintenance staff has been laid off, but I suppose that Flo- Yes, Mrs. Brant? Florence, please. The grown-ups are talking. I suppose that Flo could call John and ask him to fix the elevator. He repaired all of my broken heels. I really don't see the difference. I know a thing or two about elevators. Since when? Since I started studying how to be an elevator mechanic four weeks ago. <laughs> Isn't, ain't that adorable? What's so adorable about it, Roger? <laughs> Nothing. Flo, do you think you can fix this elevator? Of course. I mean, it's an Albuquerque hydraulic, and those went out in the early 40s. I've started putting money aside for the budget to get a new one, but the cables are all basically the same. What I'm really worried about is the C.J. Anderson fixtures that commonly use- I'm sorry, are you still talking? No. Then why are you still standing here? Willie, go with Flo, and the two of you do something with that elevator. Roger, if you aren't at that front desk, then who's guarding the building? The perimeters are safe, Sarge. That, I assure you. And yet, I'm still not comforted. Get back to work. Efficient managerial skills. What are you still doing here, Buzz? I thought you went off somewhere. Nope, I just tend to disappear when I'm not saying anything. Don't we all? Hey, Alice? Yeah, Cliff? I don't know if I'll get another chance, so I just wanted to say I'm sorry. Uh don't mention it. No, I mean it. I shouldn't have acted out like that. That was just an explosion of built-up stress that you didn't have much to do with. I'm just struggling with my own incompetence. What do you mean? My ability to write and keep this production together. I've been trying so hard, but I wouldn't be anywhere right now without Willie, or more importantly, you. You're younger than me, and already more talented. Wow, do you really mean that? I hate admitting it, trust me, but I just have to accept it. I'm just the pseudo-intellectual who can't work with people above my level because I want to be the good one. I act like I'm tough and sophisticated, but all I do is wear a stupid scarf. 
Cliff, you took up a lot of responsibility directing. Anyone else probably wouldn't have been motivated enough to even try. I know I didn't have the balls. Thanks. Do you need a hug? Uh, I mean, you don't have to. It's okay, just don't grab my butt or anything. Whoa! We're moving! Hello? Willie? Hi, we didn't interrupt anything, did we? No. Then, uh, why are you two clutching each other? Oh, um... The elevator jump surprised us. You're a lifesaver, Willie. Oh, no, 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 it wasn't me. Flo's the one who got you out. It wasn't just me. You can thank George Bronson and the good folks at Bronson's Elevator Monthly. Two months training and you'll know how to fix any elevator. Guaranteed. That was impressive, kid. Hey, Alice. I just... I just wanted to say that I'm sorry again for how I've been treating you. It's okay, Cliff. After all that explaining, I finally understand. Yeah, well, I'm gonna head to the bathroom. I need to go like crazy. I'll talk to you later. Looks like Cliff and Alice learned a valuable lesson today. I really did, Roger. Sometimes people have a lot of pent-up aggression that they'll take out on you, but it isn't your fault. You just have to wait it out and eventually they'll come around. I was talking about how stairs are better than elevators, but whatever. Now, if you'd all please clear out of the lobby, the occupancy limit is three people, and right now I count four. Five! I was hiding in the stairwell. That explains the music. Okay, everybody up the stairs. Buzz, you can make the elevator sounds as we go. All right. New City Broadcast Headquarters, home of one of the country's top 11 broadcasters. Roger speaking. This is Detective Buford with the NCPD. We've got a tip from an anonymous source that says you have a Willie Levin working for you. That's correct. Our sources tell us that Mr. Levin's favorite color is of a red shade, if you catch my drift. He told me his favorite color was blue. What I mean is... Uh... He really likes Anton Chekhov plays? Willie always told me he was an Arthur Miller fan. Wait, Shades of Red? Theater? Is Willie gay? No, idiot. We have reason to suspect that your co-worker, Willie Levin, is in fact a communist. What? I refuse to repeat myself. My partner and I will be coming in tomorrow to investigate. That is all. Willie the communist. This really razzes my berries. Is Willie a communist? If you've been paying any ounce of attention, you would know the answer. Find out for sure on the next Writers at the Edge. This episode of Writers at the Edge was written by Mark A. Child and directed by Matt Brousseau. Featuring Bob McCarthy as Roger, Christian Isley as Duke, Jason Acevedo as Cliff, Natalie Van Sistine as Beth, Tara Keneally as Alice, Taylor Gerard as Buzz, Tayshawn Farr as Flo, Tom Bowman as Willie, plus the voice talents of Greg Broderick. Music composed by Rebecca Nystad. Assistant Director, Angela Jackson. Production Assistant, Natalie Van Sistine. Recording Engineer, Rebecca Nystad. And produced by David Pierczynski. Concept for Writers at the Edge by Jocelyn Pierce. This program was produced for the Columbia College Chicago School of Media Arts, Radio Department, Barbara Calabrese Chair, and WCRX-FM, the student-run radio station of Columbia College, Chicago.